Hello and welcome back to Two Oceans Vibe Radio. I'm Susanna Kennedy and I'm with you all the way until 2 p.m. today. It's been an exciting, action-packed show. Um, very emotional in some levels and then very light-hearted and fun in other places. Um, Scott Picken is somebody that I met just a few weeks ago when I was in Johannesburg with Brian Welsh and he really blew me away with his life's mission and how he empowers people through through wealth generation. Um, he's got six different companies that are all very, very interesting. He's a fintech entrepreneur. He's a published author. He's a master real estate analyst, and he's an investment expert. Um, and if that isn't a mouthful, you must hear his mission statement in life because he really aims to empower people through wealth, health, and happiness and everything that he does. And when I heard those words, wealth, health, and happiness, I knew that there was a reason why I had connected with him because as you guys know, I used to run um, – courses on health, wealth, and happiness. And then I found someone with a vision statement, a mission statement with exactly my words in their mission statement. And um, we instantly connected and started chatting. And it was really, really fantastic connecting with him. And I said, why don't you come and be on my show and chat to us? And something that I know that a lot of you battle with is a wealth mindset. I know that I battle with it sometimes as well. And also investing, like why should we be investing in ourselves and why is it so important and how that can actually completely change our lives once we start doing it, even if it's a tiny bit. So all of these questions have been coming up and I thought, let me just ask Scott to come into studio and welcome him onto Two Oceans Vibe Radio and let's have that conversation. So Scott, welcome to Two Oceans Vibe. How are you doing today, sir? Excellent, and thanks very much for having me. I will just say one thing. I don't like the word expert. <laughs> I prefer a great saying I heard 20 years ago, and that's the one-eyed man can lead the blind, which means you don't have to know everything. You just have to know a little bit more than the person next to you. So I don't believe any of us are experts because we're all on a journey to learn. I, you know what? I'm the eternal student, and I always, um, when I speak about teaching, I always say I'm always learning. There's always somebody who knows more than me, um, but I do think that it is our jobs as somebody who has knowledge, as people who have knowledge, to pass that knowledge on so that we can help the people up that we can help up and then keep rising by pulling ourselves up as well. Completely agree with you. I, I suppose it's just really around the, the term expert. You know, yes. I, just, I don't think you can ever know enough. No, I, I agree with you. And actually, um, Lester, who, who you met yesterday, he often says, I'm a personal development expert. And I say, Lester, please don't call me that <laughs> because I'm not. I'm just passionate about learning and passionate about connecting with teachers that assist other people in growing, expanding in different ways. And so I'm definitely not an expert, but I am somebody who is a passionate student. Um, so I completely actually connect yeah. with you when you say that. Um, you've got six different companies um, that all empower people um, in various different ways. Why? Why did you want to empower people? Where did that come from? So, so one of the best lessons I've ever learned, and which I would highly recommend, is go and do, and there's lots of tests out there, but go and do the test to find out what, what's your passion, what are you supposed to do, what's your flow. And interesting enough, I just redid mine now, literally in the last two weeks, and it's um, what it's, test it's, did you do? It's a guy called Richard Neft. Okay. And it's Realty Check, and it's got 26 driving dynamics. 
and your, your top eight are your most important ones. And my number one consistently for 10 years, I've been doing it with them since 2010, is personal development. And so not only is it something that I love, but I love inspiring others and, and trying to grow people and, and grow, grow people as leaders. And, you know, I think we all are born in a box and we're indoctrinated by our parents, our school system, life, politics, religion, everything. And um, I don't know, I, I'm, I'm always inspired to help people see, see outside the box. See outside the box. And, and at a different level, you know, you've heard my story before, but my dad, my dad sort of did what we were all taught to do. You know, he went to school, went to university, got a great job, you know, invested, paid his taxes, you know, did everything literally everyone's told to do. And, and, and yet when he died, he died broke. And I, at a young age, was like, well, this whole system's broken. Like, mm. as in... Why follow him and what everyone else How is telling me to do? How can he have worked his whole life yeah, exactly. and landed like, I up here? I cannot understand the point of going working a big corporate job my whole life to be broke at the end of it. Like, mm. it didn't make any sense to me, you know. So, so I think at a personal level, I had quite a lot of, they often say people move four times away more from fear than they do towards what they want. Yes. And I had, I had the emotional pain of, of witnessing it to, to really having the incentive to go and find an alternative way. And I suppose once I found it, I... I can't help but I can't help but share with others like mm. how to do it. You know, it, it was that influenced perhaps by your mom in any way the the wanting to share um, because you obviously learn from your dad what you what you he he was a great man I can I can tell because I've also heard more of your story and but but was it maybe your mom's influence that made you want to share or where do you think that seed was born out of the actual wanting to share. That, that's a great question, which I actually need to go and reflect on because <laughs> I don't know. But, but, the, but, the, but the shoot from the hip answer is my dad, my dad was an oxymoron because on the one hand, you know, he had all these complications, but yet was so positive. I mean, he's the one that got me into Tony Robbins. He's the one that got me into mm. personal development, got me to read all the books. And I'm talking when I was a teenager and taught me sayings like you can have anything you want if you put your mind to it and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So the personal development and, and really the mind creating your future and all that really came from, from, my, uh, from my dad. My mom, though, is a very passionate teacher and also is very much in the social space. So she's run one of the biggest ch early childhood education charities, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So I think, I think at some level it, it comes through in your DNA on both sides of the fence. Yes. Um, and then I think we're all just born on this put on this planet for a purpose. And one mm. of the greatest things that I think you've probably found and I've found, and I'd encourage every single other person to really spend some time on it, is what's your purpose? Because mm. when you figure out your purpose, life becomes a hell of a lot easier. True. Um, and that's even in the bad times, it's still easy because you know you're doing the right thing. Yeah. Which allows you to persevere through to get to good times again. Yes, absolutely. I agree with that. Completely. You know, it's so interesting what you what you just said, that your dad is the one that introduced you to so much of this work, Tony Robbins, personal development, all of that. And yet um, when he died, he financially, he was not in a, a very good position. Let's talk a little bit about wealth mindset. Um, if, first of all, how do you define wealth? Because I think that we live in such an interesting time, don't we? Where success used to mean having a white picket fence, you know, with two and a half kids and, you know, a husband or wife and, um, you know, in a little house in the suburbs and having a job for, I don't know, 40 years or whatever, 
It was, but success, I, I love that we live in a time where we can define our own version of success. And that can mean having a backpack and being able to travel the world, or it can mean having a yacht and um, a private jet. It can be whatever it is, anything and in between. So let's talk about wealth. What is your definition of wealth? Yeah, I've spent quite a lot of time reflecting on this, and I've heard from a lot of people who I respect one of the best I heard from Roger Hamilton recently was that wealth is, is what you have when you lose all your money. And, and why I like that is because everyone always thinks wealth is money. And, and actually, in my opinion, they're very, very far apart. Mm. Money's just an enabler uh, to wealth. And for me, what is wealth, and again, this is just my opinion, is that it's freedom of choice. Mm. So to be truly wealthy is to have true freedom of choice. Imagine having the friends you want, the family you want to live in the house you want, whether that's a backpack or a tent, an igloo or a, a big private yacht. It's your freedom of choice to be able to do that. And I think what, what's beautiful in the way the world's going is that, you know, you, if you've got the freedom of choice, you don't ever feel from a scarcity perspective like you're stuck somewhere yeah. or you're stuck in a position in life or stuck in a job or stuck in, you know, a, a country even, you know. And um, if you've got the freedom of choice, you've got an abundance mindset where it's like, I can make this happen. And what I love about it is that you can have someone that, you know, I met someone recently, I, I went on a, on a spiritual retreat for 24 hours, and I don't think his worldwide possessions were hell of a high. <laughs> Let's just say that. Yeah. It was pretty, pretty easy to see that. But yeah, he was completely in touch, in flow, mm. doing what I think he's supposed to do on this planet, or certainly what he thinks he's supposed to do on this planet. And... And, you know, is he wealthy? Yes. He gets to do what he loves every day. Mm. How many people hate their jobs, hate their life, and, uh, and, and don't get to do what they love every day? Mm. So, I don't know, it's a very broad definition, but I always bring it back to that word freedom. Freedom. And, you know, it's so interesting because I met a guy just this morning, um, very, very wealthy guy, and my mate turned to me, who's my best friend, and been a corporate person for 20 years, and he said, the guy's living the life. He's just sold his company, and now he's like sits at home and he picks the kids up from school and he's living the life. And I was like, is he not bored? Mm. And I've had the privilege of spending two weeks on Necker Island with Richard Branson. And I mean, he could have retired a couple of decades ago. Mm. And he's far from retired. Yeah. But I tell you what, he's having a lot of fun. Yeah. I mean, he plays tennis every morning, goes kite surfing every afternoon. He has these incredible entrepreneurs come to his island. So what's the definition of, of, of it? And, and I think it's freedom. Freedom. So, so it's so interesting that you say that because I, I think it's a com for me, it's a combination of three things and freedom is certainly one of them. But um, you've also touched on one of the other ones, which is purpose. Um, so for me, a truly wealthy, successful life for me, my definition of it is a life with purpose freedom of choice and joy um, and you know because when you when you when you have those three things working together all the time you for, for me that's a fulfilled good life that's a life you know what you want at the end of the day is to lie back when you are 140 years old <laughs> and be able to say wow what a well-lived life you know so what are those things that are going to enable you to say that? And I definitely think freedom is so essential to that. And so many people lack freedom. And I think that's why freedom and wealth are often connected and freedom and 
money are often connected. Um, you know, so many people, we're talking about wealth mindset, so many people have negative connotations as associated with money. And we really need to shift that as a society um, and, and as people because the reality is that money is just a form of energy that allows us to do things, you know, when we want to do them and how we want to do them. And if you've got somebody who's sick, I know, um, Scott, I don't know if you know, but I almost died five years ago. And, um, and if I didn't have my parents at that point, because all of my finances just disappeared because I was on a hospital plan, because you don't think mm. you're going to get like horribly ill, you know, a, a, a deadly disease. And so you, you don't necessarily plan for it. You've always been happy and healthy and fine. And then all of a sudden it hits. And if you don't have the finances specifically in this country that doesn't have um, decent medical assistance for people who don't have finances, you, you can find yourself in a lot of, a lot of trouble, trouble. And so tell us a little bit more about growing a wealth mindset. How do we cultivate a wealth mindset? So just before I go there, I want to add to what you said around the medical thing. You know, for me to be truly wealthy and again to have that freedom was my, like your parents, when my dad got really sick, my uncle mm. was able to step in and help. And it's not like his family had to suffer or, you know, whatever. And yeah. it was sort of, I'm there to help. And if you can pay me back one day, great. And I've always gone that's what I want, the freedom to be able to help people close to me or yes. donate to a charity if I want to or put someone through school because I think they've got potential. Does it make sense, you know? 100%. And, and so, you know, that's why health and wealth and, and, and all these things come. And, and ironically, as you know, I've got fun in my mission statement because yes. quite, you know, quite frankly, I don't see the point of living on this planet and <laughs> working. You know, there's that one guy that, um, Ted Turner, that started CNN. And if you read his book, he like... He prides himself on the fact that he works like six and a half days a week and he's had four divorces and the butlers know his children better than he does. Oh, my goodness. And like, that's in his book. And I'm like, nah, I don't want that. Yeah. Like, I don't get how much money he's got. That's not my version. That's not what I don't want. <laughs> yeah. So coming back to the wealth mindset, you know, what's, what's interesting is that it's quite difficult because we're all indoctrinated. Um, like, even in my own family, my, mom came, my mom's parents, you know, came from that... Uh, World War II era where a lot of scarcity and, you know, mm. et cetera. And my mom, a lot of fear of debt and, and scarcity, et cetera. And, and my dad, on the other hand, was much more positive and you can, you know, you can do stuff and whatever, maybe a little bit too much, but, you know, I had the two different sides of the fence. And, and what I think is quite sad, actually, is that, you know, we've, if you don't have that, like you had your parents to support you when it came to the, to the health side, okay? If you don't have someone to support you and give you mm. confidence and whatever, it is so difficult because they always say that success is 80% psychology and 20% execution. Yeah. And if you don't have the psychology, where do you start? But I want to counter what I've just said because 20 years ago, I would have agreed with that 100%. Mm. Nowadays, virtually everyone has access to internet somewhere. Mm. The stuff you can get on YouTube, which is free. Mm. Okay, go look up the likes of Jim Rowan and, and, and there's so many of them. I could, go, I could rattle them off. They're free. And I listen to them every single morning. I mean, YouTube's brilliant because when you listen to something, it brings up, you know, other people, like, yes. as you know. So, and, and Suggested so, for you. Exactly. And, you know, there's books out there, Think and Grow Rich, and et cetera, et cetera. And more and more, I believe, actually, it's literally a switch. It's a switch of do I want it or don't I want it? Mm -hmm. Because if I want it, I don't need to have a brother, mother, father, friend, mentor, basically a bunch of excuses why I can't have it. Yeah. I can literally mentally go, I want it. 
I'm going to get it. Mm. Does that make sense? 100%. And then the tools are there to get it. Yeah. You know, you can listen to Two Oceans Vibe, okay, or you can listen to the local radio station about how people are being murdered and killed and this, and it's like, well, are you going to be positive What's about wealth or anything you? else yes. in your life? Does yeah. it make sense, you know? And I, I, I fundamentally believe that today we get to choose. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I... I 100% agree with you. And the thing is that, you know, people say you are what you eat. I want to extend that out. You are what you consume in every way, shape or form. So like you just said, you can either listen to your local news station about all the atrocities that are going out. And I'm not saying don't be aware people that are listening right now i'm saying don't live I, I with, your, with your head in a in a robin banks always shouts at me he's like Susanna, you have to watch the news every once in a while and i'm like no i don't because if something really is important i will end up seeing it on social media along the way somewhere but i don't want to invest my time in dwelling in these things i would rather invest my time in listening to things that empower me empower others excite me, inspire me, enrich me, cause me joy. Those are the things that I want to feed my mind and feed my emotions. Um, somebody was also speaking to me, and I don't know how you feel about this, but I'm even as careful with the music I listen to and the films that I watch because I feel like why would I be putting, you know, look, there's there's a time and a place for a good snot cry session. <laughs> but, um, but generally, like, we also are incredible manifestors of our reality. And when, and I've realized, and so many great teachers have said this over and over again, it's not only the thought, it's the thought activated by emotion that suddenly triggers the, the manifestation of whatever it is into your reality. And if you like me who feels way too much, I have to be super careful about what emotions I feel activated with thoughts. And so I challenge all of you to really take care in not only what you're eating food-wise, but what you're feeding yourselves on every level on a daily basis. And, and Scott, I think that you hit the nail on the head. And I know a lot of great teachers speak about this. It's making the decision, you know, and then taking action. Well, can so I give, it's, can it's I a give two, you an example of, of making yes. decisions and taking action? So for me, it's like, and it's actually, I, I went to India and I spent a month in India which everyone thinks I'm completely stark staring mad, but I cried for a week and I laughed for a week and I spoke giverish for a week and I sat, I sat in silence for a week. And it was a good learning experience for me because what I realized was I need to, I need to control my environment to what you've just said. And so in the morning, like, you would wake up and you hadn't even left your bed yet and you'd be looking at your WhatsApps and this and that and your emotions would be like up and down based mm -hmm. on external. And so I, I decided, no, I'm not doing that. I'm my, you can't get hold of me until I've finished my exercise routine. I've done my, I do a, a Tony Robbins Prime for 20 minutes every morning. I generally look at a beautiful view. I'm in control of my day. And that's my first 90 minutes. Yeah. Okay. And, and it's, it's hard for the rest of the world to put you in a bad state after you've put yourself in a good state. Yes. Does that make sense? And only yeah. then do I open the filter to let them in. And, and that's just, it comes back to the decision because it's literally a decision. Like you cannot get hold of me unless it's an emergency like yes. beforehand does it make sense yeah. and, and that's it's different for everybody but it's but it's setting yourself up for success and you know one of the things that you need to do also is is not only take the action but then also have the consistency and and try to turn it into a habit and i think a lot of people hear good ideas read good books you know robin banks a classic one you know i did i did the mind power thing and you know the average person does it for like six weeks mm. literally like yeah. i did it for three years um, 
And then when I stopped doing it, I moved on to Tony Robbins's Prime because they're actually all the same thing. Yes. And, you know, again, I did date with Destiny with Tony Robbins. And, you know, I don't think most people last even a month. Mm. And I've done it every single day for three and a half years. And again, am I a hero? No, not at all. But what's the point of learning something and then not doing it? Yes. No, like, I, I don't agree get with it. you. And, and, what's it? and so many people do something and a month later, they're like, this is amazing. And then they stop doing it. It's like, well, that doesn't make any sense. Like, Absolutely. No, it's um, uh, Robin Banks actually says it, it, so often in his courses, he's like, I can only give you the information and then you've got to do the work. You can't buy the book and stick it on a shelf because that's shelf development. Nothing happens. <laughs> you've shelved the opportunity to develop. That's literally what you've done. And so taking action, making the decision, but then taking action, those are the two keys. We are running out of time. I could Can talk I to you things? for Can hours. Can I say two things yes. very quickly? Though. Yes. Firstly, Warren Buffett says the greatest, and he's the best investor in the world. He says the best investment you can make is in yourself. Mm. And, you know, again, I think people need to realize that. And the second one is there's a great little book called The Five Monkeys, and you are who you hang around with. And so whether it's personal <laughs> development or money or wealth or health or anything else, you will look like the five friends you hang out with. You will have the, as much money as the five friends you hang out with. You'll be as happy as sad. Look at the five people you hang out with most. Hmm, the five monkeys. I think I'm going to have to go and get that. <laughs> I am going to go over by five minutes um, in our slot if you're okay to carry on for another I'm five perfect, minutes. Yeah. Okay, great. Because I just wanted to um, touch on what you just said. You know, Warren Buffett said the, the best um, investment you can make is in yourself. Um, so many people, not only in South Africa, but all over the world, battle to get that mindset shift to like invest in themselves. Why is it so important and what kind of a difference can it actually make in your life? Because I think people don't realize that. I think they don't understand that investing just a tiny bit will, you know, add up and in an exponential way and completely transform their lives. So let me give you a metaphor that everyone will be able to understand. If you get in an airplane you, and we're in Cape Town right now and we're trying to fly to London and we get in the plane and we just take off and we need to go pretty much north to get to London, but we don't check the dials. Mm. If we go one degree, one degree every you know, 10, 20 minutes off, we're going to end up in Munich or in Russia somewhere. Yes. So we've got to consistently be doing it on a daily basis to keep ourselves back on path. And think of it just like an airplane. We're going to go off the path on a consistent basis. And by checking in every day, it brings you back to, to be able to do it. So coming back to the personal development, yes, you make the decision. Yes, you take the action. And then it's really like people I, – I, I was <laughs> – I was at a Tony Robbins Leadership Academy in, in San Diego in September, and the guy I was with said to me, oh, but you know that, that morning routine, I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. When I move house, because my bouncer, you know, the little trampoline bouncer, because I'm moving house at the moment, that's in the garage. And I was like, but, but how long is it going to take you to move house? Three months. And I was like, but why don't you just do it? Why don't you just go get the bouncer and bring it to your oh, house not now? Not even that, why don't you just put your running <laughs> shoes on and walk outside? Yeah. Like, like, and I think, I think we all have... 50 reasons that we shouldn't do something. Mm. And again, I come back to just having self-discipline and say, I'm going to do it. Yeah. Self-discipline is And just a big take one. all the other stuff out of the equation. Like, yeah. So like people say, well, I can't invest myself. I don't have money. Okay. Well, do you have access to YouTube? Yes. Okay. Well, then stop, stop whinging. Okay. <laughs> um, I can't invest myself. I don't have money or access. Well, Think and Grow Rich is free. The book and the audio is free on, on, uh, on Google. It's free. Because, and that's the best book ever written. More millionaires equate that book to success than anything else. If you haven't read the book and you're interested in money and wealth, like, then don't, don't kid yourself you're interested in money and wealth yeah. if you haven't read the book. Does that make sense? I mean, Absolutely. it's written in 1937. 
Like, and it's still it's, relevant today. And, but it's free on the internet. Yeah. Like, you don't need money. All you need is the commitment. Yeah. It's, it, I mean, you just saying so many things that I want to expand on, but we can't because we don't have time. Um, so hopefully we will get you in again and, um, and do some more podcasts or something like that because I think that there are so many pockets of information and absolutely um, Think and Grow Rich is a, is, is a phenomenal book. For all of you out there, it's on my reading list. I know it's on yours as well. Um, you know, go out, just Google it and you can download it. Um, I've got the audiobook and I've got the, the actual paperback um, because I refer to it often as well. Well, and you know? I've listened to it multiple times. You'd be surprised how many times in your life, like I did it first when I was like 20 and then and you do it now, and every time you get older, you're like, oh, I missed that the last time. Yes. It's one of those books that you should be reading every five years at a minimum. Every five years? Well, I don't know, whatever the number is, but <laughs> consistently. Consistently. <laughs> Probably every year, to be honest. <laughs> um, Scott, thank you so much for coming in. Um, I know that you, you've got so many different companies, that, but I think Wealth Migrate is the one I know the most about. Um, it is an investment company, and one of the things that I absolutely love is that um, you can start investing in property for as little as $100 a month, and that's international not property. Not a month, just $100. Just a hundred, what you are can, you? You literally have $100, you can get started. You're not committing to $100 a month. I totally misunderstood this. Yeah. So $100 and you can... So basically our starter pack, and we've just been speaking about belief and mindset, there's three, there's, there's, people think they just need to invest, they don't. Yeah. They need knowledge, they need community, they want the investment and they need purpose. And so our starter pack has all four of those. You literally get started, you have someone hold your hand, you have the educational training, you join a community and you get $100 in your, in your wallet and you've got going. You might only invest again in five years if you want to. But you're not committing, but you to are getting started. Oh, so it's not $100 a month. Most importantly for me, hmm. you've heard me say this before, but our logic is we need to be able to change your habits. If I can change your habits, I can change your financial destiny. Yes. You put $100 in, you start to see those returns in a first world currency, no matter where you live in the world. It's like it's a positive drug. <laughs> like yes. you want more of it. Yeah. And then I can help you change your habits. If I'm teaching you theoretically and you haven't learned it practically, it's too difficult. Now, if you've got a million dollars, and we've had everything from the $100 to institutional investors. It's exactly the same principle. Mm. Um, so so it, it, the beauty of technology now is that different people can get engaged at different levels based on what they want. And if you need all the learning and the self-belief and everything, perfect. If you just want the returns, perfect. Amazing. Another thing that I loved was that you said you are wanting to make it accessible to the person that is serving you coffee behind the coffee counter and um, and that one day you want to make it as easy as one dollar getting involved um, in this scheme and and just so that you guys know that the property is in the UK USA Australia Asia and South Africa I'm mentioning that very specifically Scott because a lot of people have um, negative thoughts around South African property markets and around South Africa and I so believe in our country and I love that you're still investing in our country um, so that's why I'm, well, I'm let me mentioning that. let me rephrase that yes. we, have, we have a platform investors are investing in our country yes it's different but you're enabling it yeah no no I appreciate that yeah, yeah you're enabling it and Look, I I just on the one dollar thing I think too so people understand three and a half people three and a half billion people on this planet only live on less than two dollars a day unless you get it down to a dollar per person per investment, 
you're not going to meaningfully enable everybody. Mm. And I just cannot understand why every single person on the planet shouldn't have access to good investment opportunities. This rubbish that they sold with funeral plans and all this, I mean, we keep, it's a poverty cycle and we're keeping people yeah. in the poverty cycle. And that includes the middle class and the professionals, by the way. Yeah. And, uh, and, and we need to break those habits. And if, too, if we do, we can truly change and make a better and more sustainable planet for all. Mm. And, and that's what I'm really passionate about. You can't get there overnight because of regulation and technology and it takes time. But that's where we want to go. And, and um, when, when we do that and when we uplift everybody, I think we'll see a very different planet. I agree. Scott Pickin, thank you so much for coming into Two Oceans Vibe. It's been absolutely a pleasure and an honor having you here today. Um, and for all of you listening, thank you so much for tuning in. Um,